This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. Hey everyone, welcome to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Cindy Robinson and I'm joined by Caroline Gonzalez. What up y'all? The women are now taking over Fridays on the Black and Blue Report. Guys, we're so excited um, to be here. I know it's probably, uh, you're not used to hearing female voices, but it is International Women, it was International Women's Day yesterday. So we thought we'd just lighten up the mood a little bit and bring some fresh flavor onto your Friday morning. Don't forget, it's Women's History Month, so we're taking over. Yeah, we got to <laughs> start from somewhere, right? Got to. So guys, I know a lot of things have been going on um, around the league and the NBA and the NFL and with the Combine. Um, Cindy, did you see some of the questions that the LSU players were asked? I mean, not even just the LSU players, just period. Like, right. We know that there's going to be some testy moments, but inappropriate questions are that should be out completely. So one player was asked how long he could go without blinking. How long do you think he could go? How long do you think he could go? I don't know, because, you know, staring contests get a little intense. Yeah, then your I, eyes start I'm watering. I'm competitive, though. I'm going to make it last. Like, if you want to go, come on, I'll show you. That's cool, though, because that's, like, it's kind of dumb. Interesting but and dumb. Yeah, yeah, it makes it lighthearted, a little fun, so they're not all serious. But the some of these questions were a little out of hand, and I feel like when you get too personal, that becomes a problem because that's not what this is about. So and we saw one of the players was asked about his sexuality. Yes. And I think, I think at some point, you just have to know that that's not going to be an okay question to ask, right? Well, so, like, what what were you thinking when you were like, oh, yeah, I'll ask this question? Right. Well, especially because you wouldn't ask someone if they're heterosexual. Right. Or, you know, like, that's not a thought to ask. Right. So why are you wondering about someone else's sexuality that has nothing to do with how he plays? Right. He's shown what he can do already. Like, that should be your motives. That's it. What he can do for your team, not what he does outside on his own time. And what was the player that was asked this question? Darius Geis. Yep. So um, I thought that was interesting, and I think, you know, we saw um, the player from Alabama. What was his name? I'm blinking. <laughs> Bo Scarborough. Bo Scarborough was asked gotcha. if God was an Auburn fan. And it's just like, that's funny. You yeah. know, like, that's funny and interesting. And if you want to throw someone off their game and try to get, you know. A reaction. Them, right. Then that's the way to do it, right. and that's kind of, like, funny. You don't right. ask them about their sexuality. Right. I mean, because Darius, when he mentioned it, he said it like – they were trying to get reactions out of us, so people warned him ahead of time that there were going to be some out-there questions, and he just listed those. But, you know, now it's turned into a thing. The NFLPA is looking into this, right. and they want that team to be banned from the combine. So your actions can be, you know, detrimental to your team, especially if you've seen it happen before in the past. Um, Eli Apple had a similar situation with the Falcons last year. Right. I know it's a matter of trying to throw someone off your game and see how you react and see how you deal with those type of tough moments, mm -hmm. but some things should be off limits. Right. So when you're speaking of off limits, uh, what about Lamar Jackson at wide receiver? Is that off limits? I think it's definitely <laughs> off limits. How are you? My thing is, if he wasn't a Heisman Trophy winner and if he wasn't right. like all these things, you know, he's – shown and proven himself right. as a quarterback why are you questioning him and are I think it's different I think it's different offense and defense like you can go from defensive back or you know things like that and then go to special teams <clears throat> excuse me but I think it's I think it's like you said it's different if he's going from quarterback and he's a Heisman Trophy winner and he's had so many accomplishments and you're recognized as how good of a quarterback you are right. and now they're trying to put you in the wide receiver position that's just that's our that's that's dumb to me right no I mean and you're definitely right we've seen players switch positions to 
you know, better, it's a better fit for them. Mm-hmm. They've gone from, like, running back to fullback. Well, it's the same thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean more so, like, I've seen someone go from linebacker to fullback. That's what I meant. Um, receiver to DB or vice versa, you know, whatever works for them. But I just think it's kind of an insult to what he's done and everything he's accomplished so far to now want him to play receiver. I agree. What do you think about uh, Saquon Barkley? Impressive. Right. I thought I thought he was just – there was no wasted movements for him. Like, he was just so sharp. He made it look so effortless, you know, with the 40, his high jump, all his drills. I thought he just looked so effortless and, like, he had been doing this forever, you know? I loved how they showed, like, the different, um, like, people he beat in, right. from the past. Yeah, like, the you know, simulation he, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, oh, the 40, I, you know, that's my thing because I ran track. I didn't run no 40. Everyone always asks me, <laughs> what's your 40 time? I'm a track runner. The, the shortest I ran is a 60. But I like to see the speed from the players. Like, that's my favorite thing to watch from the combine. And I was impressed by some of them, especially Shaquem Griffin. Yeah, he did amazing. And I, I don't know, I think um, – I think he's going to do well in the draft. I think he's definitely going to go to the league. But, and people might not want to hear this, I don't think he's going to go as high as people want him to go. And I can agree there, but I do think the combine might have helped change some people's mind. I agree. Because initially going into it, they're like, okay, well, he does have a quote-unquote disability. Right. But in my eyes – it hasn't hindered him at all. Right. Like, you know, he, there's and some he plays p- linebacker, you know, right. things like it's that. It's not a matter of something that he can't do. He's proven that he's done it at UCF. Like, he wasn't one of the most impressive at the combine, not just because. Fastest linebacker ever, right? That part. Yeah. Like, I'm saying he's doing stuff, even like the people who are have two hands, right. you know, aren't in his situation, aren't doing. Right. 4-3-8. Yep. Don't, his brother ran faster than him right. last year they did the Samuel cam but this same time though four three eight like what right and so speaking of fast Alvin Kamara did you see his video yesterday uh or two y- days ago maybe uh yeah um hauling a jeep right right talk okay. about going crazy so I have to ask you if you were to pull any car what kind of car do you think you could pull? Not with a squat rack on your back, because that's just like an added, like, what well, in the world are you doing? Like a Mini Cooper. <laughs> a Mini Cooper? A Volkswagen. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm pretty strong if I really, really tried, and I've been training. I mean, because, you know, mind you, he's in good shape right, right now. Um, I want to give myself a little more credit. All right, do it. What, what kind of car? I could do like a small pickup truck, no? Small pickup truck? Okay, I think I could do like a mid-sized SUV, maybe like a Toyota Highlander. Or like a RAV4. Yeah, I, I think I could, I could, I could do one with that. Maybe that. not running. I think if I tried to run and pull that, I would just get like yanked back, you right, know? Right, right, right. I don't know. I, I think my legs are strong, but, you know, I'd be trying to give myself more credit than I really deserve. But that was just, that was crazy. I mean, you look at that and... It's funny because I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, now, you know, if three guys hit him, he's not – he's going to – you know, he has to go to the end zone. You know, right. there's no excuse now right. for going down. Like, yeah. But at the same time, you have to hit him before you have to find him because he's so fast. That he you knows ha- how to get through holes. Right. He's quicker. He's hurtling over you. Right. Let's not forget that. Okay, I told y'all, you know I love track. I'm looking for everything track-related. He's not – yeah, there's no ca- – you got to catch him, like you said, first before – and even then, he's still fighting. Right. Same with um, Mr. Michael Thomas, who has been very uh, talkative on Twitter lately. Very talkative, but, but good, good, good things, things right? Yeah. Good things. We he, saw the other day he um, he kind of did a call of action. Him and Kamara had a call of action for Pelicans fans because they're like, 
guys, you know, we know you love the Saints. We appreciate it, but it's not Saints season anymore. Go support the other New Orleans team. Go out to their games. They're on a 10-game win streak, which is a franchise tied for franchise high. They're trying to go they're trying to go for the franchise record today. Yep. So like, yeah, it, I think it's cool that athletes from the other team, you know, they're in the same building basically. Like, there's two different buildings, the same area. Right. And I think it's cool that they're saying, you know, come and support, especially considering this is just a great time for New Orleans sports. Like, yep. why wouldn't you want to come? Right. And, you know, we've seen so many things happen from boogie going down to players getting traded. I mean, it wasn't exactly, you know, Cavaliers type trading, but it was still like a <laughs> lot of moving parts. Right. And I think one of the biggest parts we got is the asset of Emeka Okafor. Him and Nikola Meritage. Right. I think both of them have been a g- tremendous asset to right. the team. Um Okafor's defense that right. has been like something that stood out the most for him that and his ability to just tip the ball back I mean you don't have to go rebound the ball if you can't you're not going to out battle guys like Zach Randolph I mean that's like a bear you know right. in the in the paint but if you could just go up and tip the ball back to Drew Holiday or Rajon Rondo like that's going to be such a huge asset and right. we're seeing so many more possessions for the Pelicans just because he's able to go up and tip the ball back and add some type of um, asset to this to this team, and I think it's amazing. I think right. it's, it's awesome. I think it's definitely what we needed in the time, especially right. losing Boogie. And tonight they're gonna really, you know, right. we're gonna really need to see that because you know we saw on. Um, the other night that Anthony Davis went down and he, you know, had a little pat pat with his ankle, a little <laughs> a <laughs> quick little, little tip-tap. You know, it's nothing too serious, thank goodness. But um, we saw yesterday that the medical update came out and he does have a an ankle sprain and he's he's day-to-day. So we don't know if he'll play tonight against the Washington Wizards. Of course, we're hopeful, but um, that has come out that he is day-to-day with that ankle sprain. Um, but I think I think Emeka can um, can – you know, step up to the challenge a little bit. You know, we we haven't seen him play in three years, which is kind of funny to me because I'm only two years out from playing <laughs> collegiate basketball. But if you ask me to go back and play basketball right now, I, I just can't turn it on like I used to. Like, like my, my from jog to sprint is now like just a strict jog. You no, know, seriously, like you have through. to literally get back into training mode. I'm running up and down the court. I play basketball in high school, and I don't know if I can hang in a game now and I ran track all through college so right it's it, definitely a different kind of challenge different but Sean Kelly sat down with Emeka Okafor to speak about the injury that was potentially career ending for him which was the herniated disc in his neck so was it a pickup game of all things pickup game yeah and I knew you as the guy that always did the extra stretching always did all the yeah. plyometric all of yeah. it it seemed like it just, when I heard it, it just, it shocked me that that would be the injury that Emeka Okafor would end up with. Yeah, I mean, that, that, it was a freak, it was like a freak thing that rarely ever happens in, in that manner. So, like, you know, you do a lot of stuff for, for preventative, but in, in sports, there's always a chance of just <laughs> things that haphazardly happen, and that was one of them. Did you think my career's over? No, I just, like, okay, this is a step that it's, it's an obstacle to overcome. But there had to be some point where all of a sudden, hey, I, I can't play because, of the injury itself, right? Yeah, I mean, just the initial diagnosis of a herniated disc. I was like, okay, well, this is going to make things complicated. But I, I didn't, I didn't like think I was done. You chose not to have surgery. What went into that decision? I just felt like if you can avoid surgery, it, for me personally, it was the best thing. Uh, they wanted to fuse it, and I just, I just wasn't really feeling the idea for for me. One year turns into two, two years turns into three. What's going through your mind at that point? Just being patient. Like once I started to learn the nature of what what the 
injury was. Like I, I knew it was going to be, <laughs> you know, a minimum of two year process. So I already knew that going in, uh, maybe four or five months into it. So just knowing what it was, I was like, okay, well. Then it was just setting the mindset of, of coming back and making sure I f- fulfill that. Was there ever a point, Mech, where you thought, hey, you know what, I have a fantastic wife, a young family, I'm okay with being with being done. It's taken a really long time to try and get back. No, like it just never crossed my mind. Uh, just you know, I'm an athlete. You, you go until <laughs> the horn stops, you know. So uh, I felt like I had more to give. I felt like I still could play. You know, I, I had set the intention of coming back, and yeah. to me, not to even go through that would have been failure. So yeah, F- fa- failure on my own volition, you know. Okay. Yeah. Ameka, was there a point in time where you thought, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's see if we can get myself a job, I guess is the yeah. best way to put so, it. So, you know, it came so basically around so before this season started, I was like, okay, you know, I think that now is the time. If it doesn't happen now, it's not, it's not ever going to happen. <laughs> How do you prove to whoever that you can still do this? I had to, I had to do the G League route, you know. Um, when I was trying to come in, I thought, to be honest, I, I thought it would be a lot easier than it was. I thought that you know, people would see that I'm in shape and you know, look at my past resume and be like, all right, you know, we'll give them a shot. But people, had, you know, the league had changed and I'd been gone for four years and people were wondering, okay, why was I doing it? Can I still do it? Will I last? I'm like, okay, well, these are all very fair questions. So the opportunity for the G League came around. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, so I had to, you know, take the, uh, the G League route just to show that the, the want and desire and the ability, you know, was there. And to give people a platform just to see me moving around and whatnot. So what's something that you may have surprised yourself with that you can either still do or do better now? And what's something that maybe has eluded you now since it's been some time? Uh, I mean, nothing. Like, I feel like I move around better than I did before I left. You know, I still, I still feel bouncy. I'm still quick. I can still, you know, move my feet and get up. So, you know, that aspect has been surprising. Yeah, no, I mean, nothing's really, and I don't think anything's really eluded me besides minutes on the floor. Yeah. Meg, was there anybody that you knew of that either went through something like that or had the layoff like you did that was able to come back that maybe you either reached out to or tried to figure out how they did it? No, I mean, I didn't have anybody that in mind. Uh, And even the process, the process was like organic, you know, just kind of, you know, as as I went through, I just kind of, you know, smelled smelled my way through and navigated this and navigated that. Other than a SpongeBob SquarePants uniform, what was your favorite moment about the G League part of this process? Uh, it, it was just cool. It was, it was a very grounding experience. You know, never, ever, ever, ever would I have imagined a scenario where I'd be spending time in the G League. Like, never. So the fact that I was there, you know, I took it as a lesson of just perspective and you know, just saw, you know, was able to see the other side of the grind, you know, just not only from the player standpoint, but from like, you know, coaches, personnel, front office, staff, the refs, like everybody's trying to get, you know, to the next level. And even just seeing how just, you know, the miners operate, you know, just, you know, from bus rides, commercial plane flights to the arenas, just the logistics, you know, my teammates, everything was just, you know, it was a lesson. It was everything was different. All right, that was Sean Kelly with Emeka Okafor. When we come back, we'll be speaking about the Pelicans and their matchup tonight with the Washington Wizards. We'll be right back. In 1907, Dixie Beer was a balanced, refreshing lager, brewed with love and top-quality ingredients. It would grow to become something that connected us, the neighborhood beer of every New Orleans neighborhood. And now, Dixie is back to that 1907 recipe. 
original and reinvented, just like its hometown. Visit DixieBeer.com to learn more, and always drink Dixie responsibly. Dixie Brewing Company, New Orleans, Louisiana. This Pelican season, the entire family can do it big with the Pierre's Party Pack, presented by Cheetos Popcorn. Pelican's ticket packages are available for select home games and include three or more tickets, combo meals, Cheetos Popcorn, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $54. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is March 11th against the Utah Jazz. For more information and to plan your next big night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. Now, Uber takes you couch to courtside at the tap of a button. Heading to a Pelicans game, Uber helps you pass on the parking and focus on the fun. And if you're still an Uber rookie, you can get $20 off your first ride with code PELICANS18. Uber, a proud partner of your New Orleans Pelicans. What is big? Big is Drew Holiday. Red hot from the perimeter and ice at the foul line. Big as DeMarcus Cousins, a 6'11 defensive flamethrower that vaporizes man-on-man coverage. Big as Anthony Davis, a laser-guided missile of athleticism aimed at the rim. Come see the Pels against the Washington Wizards Friday, March 9th. First 5,000 fans get a free dance team poster. Visit pelicans.com for tickets. New Orleans Pelicans, do it big. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Caroline alongside Cindy Robinson. Cindy, the Pelicans take on the Wizards tonight to go for 11 straight wins. We're tied right now for the franchise high at 10 wins, but tonight we could possibly make history and make 11 wins against the Wizards. You know, the Wizards had had to make a lot of adjustments this year. Uh, John Wall was injured, and so Bradley Beal had to step up in his plates. I think he's averaging uh, 28 points over the last five games, and his minutes have shot up. What do you think we're going to see from the Wizards tonight, and how do you think the Pelicans are going to be able to respond to Bradley Beal? Well, I actually looked at it, and Drew Holiday has been averaging 36.6 minutes a game. And the only one that is above him right now is, well, not only one, but like one that is right above him right now is Bradley Bill. Of course. With (laughs) 36.7 averaging. And they both are in that situation now where they both have had to step up due to injuries to their team. You know, it's it's their time now. Um, I think Bradley Bill has definitely stepped up to the challenge. It hasn't been, you know, a fallback or anything like that. Um, Tonight, though, you know, it's going to be like a mirror image Mm -hmm. of the teams, kind of. We're both dealing with similar issues. Drew and Bradley Beal are almost very similar in in playing style, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's going to be interesting to see that matchup. I I don't know I'm you know I our home games they get the, those are, those are those like nervous yeah. right we're on our edge of our seat at the whole time and it's almost as if New Orleans sports teams like to keep us on the edge of our seats of they course. can never just you know let us relax the whole game and just blow out somebody nah let the good times roll does not apply to our sporting events at we just all. <laughs> I mean I literally am always sitting there like okay keep it keep it together well, I'm in the press box though so you gotta you know keep it cool but <laughs> um so I think that it's going to be interesting to see how many people come out for the game tonight because tonight we can make history. I mean, I would love to see it, you know, full right. because I don't know when it's ever going to be this exciting. I mean, I get it. They say playoffs are 
that much more heightened. But I feel like this is almost the same. You know right. what I mean? It's it's the road to playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the road right now is so exciting for this team. I don't see why people wouldn't want to come watch. Right. I agree. And I think it's just going to be a big thing for the the fans to buy in at this point. I think we saw so many fans fall off as soon as Boogie went down. And you see it took a little bit of time for the Pelicans to adjust, but yeah. now they're on such a streak and such a roll, and each player is stepping up at different points. You know, we saw uh, Etwan Moore hit a clutch three uh, a couple nights ago, and then we saw Nikola Miritich step up um, on – Thursday was that Thursday? No, just Tuesday. Actually, the last the last two games he's stepped up big time and um, he led the team last game with twenty six points. So I think what I've loved the most though is seeing the bench step up. People like Ian Clark and Czech Diallo and even Darius Miller. All of them are becoming players you can really count on when they come in to actually play a role and not just be a filler. And I think that's exactly what this team needs in this moment, especially with the possibility of AD not playing tonight. I do love, though, that they said they're having fun now. Yep. And, like, they're so close. They're so close. Obviously, winning is fun. Right. Everyone's going to have fun when we're winning. Like, there's nothing like it. That's what you're here to do. Your competitive spirit wants to win. And the more you win, the more you want to feel that. You you get a little taste of it and you want to keep feeling it. I do not think that they're going to lie over, roll over, and and just let it go, you know, just because AD's not in there. I think they're going to come out knowing that they all have to step up from the jump. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see that difference on like immediately hopefully because it's their first game home you know home in a minute like what in a week or two Mm -hmm. like it's gonna be even more exciting for them and we're seeing the pelicans come off of one night of rest whereas the wizards are coming off of two nights of rest so the last time they played was tuesday so hopefully um you know we see a little bit more um, explosiveness from the Pelicans from the jump. I know it's going to be different with AD out, but we need to just come out really strong and keep that consistently throughout the whole game. And I think that's something they've been doing a lot better because I know at one point it was like, where is the energy from the beginning? Third quarter has been phenomenal compared to what we've seen, you know, earlier on in the season. I love the fact that, you know, they like you said they they are going to be dealing with a little bit of the rest situation and I'm so mad at the West Coast the <laughs> NBA honestly for these West Coast times because 9:30 start time is not cool. We're grandmas. And We're grandmas. What I, do you expect? Hey, I, I mean, I'm old, but I ain't that old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm I'm a grandma. No, I'm just I just want to no, go to bed at nine o'clock. No, but though, when we have to like sit there and work the games and watch the games, you're like, um, can we get at least at the minimum at eight o'clock? At the minimum. But it's always nice to come out with a win after those late night yeah, games. Yeah, it, make, it makes the staying up worth it for sure. All right, so I'm going to drop this ball on you, Cindy. So my one of my favorite movies with Heath Ledger is uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> and then it turns into 10 Things I Love About You. So we're going to do 10 Things I Love About Drew, <laughs> Drew Holiday, right? Okay, and okay. we're just going to come up with them on the, on the spot. First thing that I love is his family. I love yes. his little cute daughter and Lauren. Yes. Sorry, we're going to be girls for a second, okay? Yes. They're just the cutest it's thing ever. So she has this little gold blazer that she wears to the game, and <sighs> it's the mo- most adorable thing ever. If you don't have a heart, then, you know, that's why you don't like her daughter, his first, daughter. First but. off, something, like, I love about JT, the daughter, her <coughs> shoe game. Because yep. Drew and I bond on shoes. He's always checking out my shoes whenever I wear sneakers uh-huh. to the games. And so that's another thing I love. Our shoe, our shoe connection. There we go. Right. But his daughter's shoes, though, I'm like, okay, I see you already starting it off. 
All right, number three is how much Drew has been attacking the basket lately. Like before, I feel like earlier in the season, we saw him attack the basket, but he was so hesitant and he was like, should I take this shot? Should mm-hmm. I pass it? Should, you know, should I drive in and, and dish it off? And now we're seeing him be so much more aggressive and we're seeing those results. We're seeing his um, average in points go up. We're seeing his average in assists go up. The other night he had 17 assists. Like, are you kidding me? I've never done that in my life. <laughs> in my entire basketball career, but I don't think I had were, 17 assists you were a altogether. Forward. They were assisting to you come on now it's all right it's all right but still throughout my entire 20 years of playing basketball I don't think I had 17 assists in all of my oh games. okay I think you're exaggerating I hope you had at least I don't least pass I'm like Kobe I don't we don't pass I mean you didn't pass your center you know you no the AD absolutely thing. not I'm pulling it uh, I'm pulling okay, it okay she's selfish over here y'all she's selfish um I'm gonna have to say I wasn't a fan at first but the braids. The Number braids. four will be the braids. So maybe we'll call it the, his change-up, his hair change-up. Okay, so one thing I'm like, usually like, uh, what is that? What, 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 what? Okay, you, channel, you know, channeling a few people, you know, Lil, Lil Yachty maybe. Right. But because they've been winning and this streak has been continuing, keep the braids. Keep the don't braids. Change keep the sweatband. Don't change until – don't keep the sweatband, the braids. You hear Aaron Hardigan mention that all mm-hmm. the time. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I hope Drew's wearing the sweatband. And I, she <laughs> always says that, so – Yes, keep the braids, keep the sweatband. Yeah, we're a little superstitious, but it's working, so keep it going. <laughs> so we're on number five now, I think. Yeah, five, five things we love about Drew. All right, so I'm going to say his um, his leadership. I think yes. he's kind of – he's not as much of a floor general as Rondo is. He's not, you know, talking to them as much as Rondo is. But at the same time, he is a vocal leader. He can be quiet, but he's also going to be like, AD, come over here, you know, like Miritich, go there, you know, do these different things. And he's becoming much more of a leader – I think on and off the court. I think he's always kind of had it, mm-hmm. but it is it's showing a lot more right. now. You do feel like, okay, you can go to Drew and trust it that he's going to, you know, get things done. Number 6, defense. Defense, yeah. He's already been known for, you know, having exceptional defense and it, I think it's just gotten even better. I've seen steals mm-hmm. drew he's mm-hmm. like so slick with it too it's always out of moments where you're like oh shit when did that happen mm-hmm. you know and it's right when we need it too so right. that is definitely something we're gonna need to see tonight all right so gosh now we have to get seven we need four more come seven. on you gotta come up with four oh, more gosh i don't know um oh i liked his his lebron's last game his custom lebron's there i know you, you said shoe game yes. but i'm gonna make it specific and make his custom lebron's they were like i'm gonna show you know i don't know anything about shoes but they were kind of like weavish like it kind of looked like yarn just like mm-hmm. meshed together it, i don't know it was really cool the color scheme was cool it was like the They're old LeBron's powerpoint shoes, font where it's like you know the kind of you go from blue to pink you remember how you used to do that on powerpoint where you did the, the background effects oh <laughs> that's what it looked like the weirdest connections like what in the world okay but i get what you're saying but okay um <laughs> let me see number eight you know i like the way he jokes with the guys you in the love the room. way you love the way 10 love things I love way. about Drew. That just sounds so, because I'm about to talk about locker room stuff, so it's like, uh. But I love the way that he, like, jokes with the guys in the locker room, and, he'll, and you'll always hear him complimenting his teammates, mm-hmm. always. Like, he's always giving the credit to AD. Like, when he's doing interviews, he's always like, thanks, AD, for bailing me out. Thanks, AD, for t- carrying us tonight. And right. it's, like, joking me, but it's serious, too, and it's showing real love. And I think you need that on a team. You mm-hmm. need that, oh, thanks, Drew. Oh, thanks, AD. Like, you know, you've you got to acknowledge what each other is doing for each other. 
number eight, I like his sense of humor. His sense of humor is hilarious. The yeah. other night on the scoreboard, um, they were doing nine, nine. sorry. <laughs> number nine, uh, they were doing a segment called Kids Ask Questions mm -hmm. or something. Kids Ask. Yeah. And uh, the kids were like, what do I do to get big and strong like you? And Drew was like, you can't. I'm, I'm you know, God, like this, this. Is, this is God's gift. And he started flexing his muscles. So I thought that was pretty funny. I think he's starting to show his personality a lot more because, you know, a lot of fans on the outside looking in will see Drew as kind of like this reserved guy who's right. very for family oriented, which is a great thing, but they want to see him be more vocal and things like that. So I think showing his personality in these little segments or showing fans who what he's really like. Right. Number 10. That three ball is sinking. He's playing the best basketball of but his you life right now. But you already said that. You said the aggressive part. How are you gonna? And how are you gonna take my number? Sorry, like, sorry, dang, sorry. You just bogarted. All right, my... we'll do ten. Ooh, we'll do eleven because eleven, 11 games. Eleven things uh, I hate about you. We'll do ten you. and a half. Okay, either way, you already said something. Like, you said he was aggressive and all that. We talked about his play already. We got to talk about something else. You got to make it different. Okay. Um... Right, I'm sticking <laughs> with my three ball because he is a shooter from the outside, and I love the shooter. The shooter. The shooter. The it's shooter like with the S H O O T A. Shooter. All of that. Well, hopefully, we've seen a lot of the shooter tonight because uh, that is a must. What's tonight? Oh, I got another one in there. I'm going to throw it a real 10. All right. He's from California. Oh <laughs> Except he's a Bruin, and I went to grad school at SC. So there's that. But otherwise, yay, California. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Cindy, what's tonight? Pelicans so tonight, dance team? Yes, Pelicans dance team night tonight at the game. The first 5,000 fans will receive a Pelicans dance team poster. And the, I'm sure the Pelicans dance team will be in the lobby taking pictures. So if you get there early, catch them, flick it up, all of that. Also tonight, make sure you guys Snapchat and at, post to the story, that the official story, because there's a chance that it can be up on the Jumbotron. And who doesn't want to be seen on the Jumbotron? We know when you go to games. Dance cam. I'm saying when you go to the games, that's the goal, right? So to get your snap up there, make sure it's appropriate, because we're obviously not going to choose anything that's not. But, yeah, there's a chance to get me up on the Jumbotron. If you are looking to go to the game tonight and don't have your tickets yet, they're available at pelicans.com or 504-525-hoop. Hoop. <laughs> Let me say it again, 504-525-HOOP. <laughs> also, if you absolutely can't make it, make sure you at least watch the game and support on Fox Sports New Orleans or listen in on WRNO 99.5 with our very own Sean Kelly, John DeShazer, and Daniel Salerson. Those guys on Fox Sports, Joel Myers and David Wesley, do such a good job. Yes. It's It makes the game so much more entertaining. You know, everything that's going on, Joel Myers the, and David do such a good job of – digging into the players and right. you know what's going on in their life and so right. you kind of have a story behind what you're watching and that's always entertaining and then sean and jd always and daniel sorry can't leave out daniel, can't leave out daniel. <laughs> they do a great job of um yeah. iterating so what's on the game so if you're going for a late night snack or something and you need to hop in the car real quick turn on the radio listen to them on wrno and uh enjoy the game the point is tonight is franchise record-setting nights. Bow, 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 you know, bow. it's a possibility. So you need to be tuned in. You need to be there. You need to be loud. We need it rocking like the dome. Like, you know, when it was for the Saints, let's do that for the Pelicans. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in with us on the Black and Blue Report for the Friday edition with Cindy and Caroline. We'll be here again next week on Friday if you like us, which why wouldn't you? So, of course, we'll be here back on Friday. Uh, thanks for tuning in with us. <laughs>